Welcome to Animal Cafe, where you'll hear weekly interviews with experts and enthusiasts working to better the lives of animals, and a monthly segment reviewing fun, fabulous, and useful products for your pets. Check our website, animalcafe.co, for more. We're here today with Dr. Marty Becker. Uh, Dr. Becker is actually returning uh, for a second visit with us today. Last time we visited about dogs, today we're going to be talking more about cats. So welcome, Dr. Becker, and thank you for joining oh, us again. thank you for having me back on the show. You just published a, uh, a new book called uh, Your Cat, the Owner's Manual, correct? Yeah, I'm not so sure I'm the best at coming up with names of books. <laughs> You've got the owner's manual. That That is almost, it's almost like it'd be a comedy skit you'd see on Second City in Chicago or something. But since, since I wrote Your Dog, the Owner's Manual, it was logical to call it Your Cat, the Owner's Manual. But, you know, we interviewed 20 of the world's top experts in feline medicine behavior from around the world. And, and we truly uncovered some, some new ground that even they were surprised by, the things that would help them in their practices, and even though these are recognized as the experts. But in reality, as you know, uh, Doctor, it's, it's like bringing the wild inside, that there's an untamed part of a cat that will never bend completely to the human will, and, and those of us that love cats wouldn't want it any other way. So I was on the 700 Club yesterday, this uh, nasty televised show, and a bunch of people were teasing me about the title, and I finally just said, lousy title, great book. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the content that co- that counts, right? Right. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about some of the things that you discovered in writing the book that uh, that surprised you a little bit? I, I think uh, I'll talk about a couple things that I think have the, 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 the biggest tendency to help people with cats. And, you know, the number one okay. pet owner complaint is excessive shedding. And, you know, as veterinarians, we tend to just, we focus on preventing medicine, and we focus on abscesses and, and urinary tract disease and all these things, but the things that really bother people, we don't spend a lot of time helping them with. And excessive shedding, again, the number one pet owner complaint, there are some real easy solutions. There's there's a product called the Furminator, and several people know about it, uh, dog owners for their dogs, but there's Furminators for cats, for short-haired, long-haired cats, and it's really good to get rid of those uh, the loose hairs, the undercoat. And I remember interviewing a, a very famous dermatologist one time, a veterinary dermatologist, about shedding. And even the hairless breeds of, of dogs and cats shed. It's just that their hair is kind of broken and fine. You don't notice it as much. But he said you want to have them to shed at a time and place of your choosing. And I'll never forget that. And so, you know, for us that means, you know, out in the, the garage in the wintertime, and in the summertime, it's out, outside, just outside, uh, you know, on a lawn or up at the horse barn. And and so anything that you groom them with that Furminator, it ends up uh, in the trash can and not on you or on the furniture. I often wonder if that's how they started calling it furniture. <laughs> yeah. The earliest makers, you know, had cats or something. Hmm, furniture. We'll call I never thought about that. <laughs> I have to to back up what you're saying about the Furminator, though. I have uh, I have six cats, and I use it on mine, and I'm continually amazed how much hair comes off with the. It's I mean it's amazing. Yeah, you think there wouldn't be a cat left after you do it? You just look. Oh no, it's still got hair <laughs> on it. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. And then you know one other tip too, by the way, for stubborn hairs uh, of any kind that get into carpeting or anything, you can blow up a balloon and rub a balloon against it, and it'll cause the hairs to rise up out of the fabric, 
where they can be taken off with a, a, a sticky tape pet hair roller or a pet vacuum. But sometimes you have that thing that kind of looks like it's interwoven within the fabric and think, oh, gosh, I wish I could get that out. And, and you can just by using a, an inflated balloon. And just like it makes the hair on top of your head stand up, it makes those hairs stand up. The, the number one reason people take cats to the shelter is inappropriate elimination of these cats aren't using the litter box and you know we think we placed these toilets here and they're not using them and they're trying to spite us or why wouldn't they do it we do everything else and uh, and, and you, you know you'll back me up on this the fact is about half of those are a medical issue and some of them are, are kind of a nondescript uh, urinary tract infection that really isn't bacterial in nature that it's more related to stress it's just chronic stress and Studies that uh, Tony Buffington and others have done at the Ohio State University have shown that that you know, a lot of these cats that are in multiple cat households live in kind of a constant state of, of stress, and that manifests itself in some some of these behaviors. And so he has a, he has a really good section that uh, called the Indoor Cat Initiative that talks about enrichment activities for cats that really help. But sometimes when you're trying to get a cat to start using a litter box, it's it's a fact of just getting them. Uh, more places to climb, feel safe and secure, uh, you know, have blackout blinds if you got nasty neighborhood cats that are coming around uh, and agitating everybody. Uh, we certainly want more litter boxes. I, I just don't think you can have too many litter boxes in the right location. This is one of the things that was a surprise. They let cats test litter. So it wasn't us going in the grocery store, hmm, pine, wow, that must smell good, or recycled walnuts, or crystal blend, and the, oh, that sounds good. Wow, that's the one that has no dust. Well, I like cats pick, and cats pick fresh step, uh, clumping litter with no scent, and they like the one that, the one that has carbon in it is the best. So that's the actual brand that cats picked: fresh step, clumping litter with no scent, with a little carbon in it. And you want to make sure that you have uh, at least enough litter boxes that, if one cat's the bully, which typically one is that they can't guard all the litter boxes. So you got one that, uh, rather than getting bullied up, head in the bathroom uh, and deciding to go behind the credenza or in a potted plant there, that they can find a place to go to the bathroom. And make sure on the litter that you scoop, if you can, scoop every time they go to the bathroom, at least scoop as much as you can per day. And every week, dump out the litter and replace it completely. Don't just keep scooping that, scooping that, scooping that. Dump it out, clean it out. Every two weeks, wash them out with mild soap and water, let them air dry, and then fill them back up. And every six months, just throw them out. No matter how they look, they're not cracked, might not even be stained, but they get a scent in them that uh, you just can't get out. You just want to start over. And I think one of the other big surprises, two other ones, is, is dental care for cats. We've thought about cats for years that, uh, you know, gosh, it's hard enough to get people to brush their, their dog's teeth, as you know. And I can honestly tell you, at Almost Heaven Ranch, uh, my wife brushes our dog's teeth every day. But the cats have never seen a toothbrush. If, they, if we brought a toothbrush out, they would wonder if we were going to give them an injection or something, probably. But we do do daily oral care, and that's the key. Cats get dental disease like dogs. Cats that have good, uh, good oral health are going to live about 15% longer. So the key, you either add something to their water, all cats have to drink, or you give them an edible toothbrush. And we use the latter. We give them an edible toothbrush. We use a product called CET Oral Hygiene Chews from a company called Verbac. And these are really good. They have a, an abrasive action uh, when they chew into it. It has a dual enzyme action that cleans their teeth. 
and yesterday on that live TV show, uh, I gave a, a shelter cat one of those. As a, you know, we were demonstrating it, and it just ate the thing right up, uh, right on air, right, right on cue. So, you know, they're, they're tasty. And speaking of water consumption, by the way, cats are desert dwellers, and they have a very low thirst drive. Dogs have a high thirst drive. Humans have a high thirst drive. Cats don't have a high thir- thirst drive. So we want to make sure that we get them a water fountain. I was at a Petco yesterday and helping doing a book signing and helping different pet owners, and I probably sold four drinking fountains there. Uh, some people are going to get a little dish with a reservoir, and uh, I remember that. And I said, no, I want you to put that back. I'll show you what I want you to get. And the, the best of these drinking fountains have a stream that comes down that hits a ramp and then goes into a bowl. So the cats have the option of, of drink it out of the, the stream. They can lick it off the ramp as it goes down into the bowl or, or take it out of the bowl. But, you know, the cats are, are tend to be chronically dehydrated, and this encourages them to drink more water, which means they're going to be healthier. And now for the big crescendo. You ready for this? This is, this is the one that shocked me. Uh, uh, and and you know I, I you know you just get to thinking as a veterinarian that you know Dr. Laurie we know everything and you know I think the biggest shock for me is oh I wish that were true <laughs> <laughs> that's true we uh, this is the biggest shock for me is having blanket statements from uh, feline uh, veterinary specialists and feline nutritionists that have been feeding cats wrong all these years and I have to count myself in that same group and basically. We've been feeding dry food. They could eat ad-lib, so we just put it down. They could eat free choice whenever they wanted to. And really, what all the experts want us to do is start feeding cats canned food, especially when they're young. And and when you feed them canned food, different tastes, different textures, different brands, so they don't become imprinted on one single brand. But these cats just do better. These They're a higher-protein diet. They have more water in it. And... You know, it's it's really going to reduce some of these metabolic diseases that we see in cats and uh, the physical conditions of obesity and, and uh, diabetes and hyperthyroidism. And I was just in a practice in Houston, Texas on this tour, and there's four board, cert- board certified uh, feline uh, medicine experts there. So four, four, all four of the vets are board certified. And uh, I said, what do you want me to tell the world? And they said, start feeding these cats differently. You know, we're, we're tired of seeing them for things that can be prevented by feeding them differently. And, and said to feed them, feed them canned food, feed them like a dog, which means a meal, not free choice. And, and feed them more often if you can. And, and also when you feed them, there's something else I was selling in Petco yesterday with food puzzles. I, I want you to put, if you're going to feed kibble, put it in things like kitty wobbler, uh, that, which is made by Kong, looks like a Kong toy that's a wobbler. Put them in an exerciser, which is by a company called Premier. And uh, if you're feeding canned food, just dollop up these portions into different into different uh, bowls or little Cool Whip containers or inexpensive uh, food bowls and put them in different spots around the house, six or eight spots, so they've got to go down in the downstairs, they've got to go upstairs into the bed, they've got to go into the guest bedroom, they've got to go into the mudroom, they've got to go by the front entry. And, and let them look for some food. So, and one last thing I didn't say about dental disease, by the way, I had a dog on this tour that was uh, in, in to be a, a site assistance dog. He's in training, and the owner came into Petco. She goes, "My dog's breath smells like fish, but he doesn't eat fish. So, how could it be fish?" And I said, "Well, it's probably periodontal disease." She goes, "Well, he's only five months old." And I said, well, the, the new uh, American Animal Hospital Association guidelines recommend we do dental checks starting at five months of age, but it's probably a, a deep pocket around, 
you know, one of the teeth. And there's a new thing called Aura Strip, which is a, a test strip that you just simply rub along the gums of a dog. And people are using it off-label for cats, and there's a cat version coming out very soon. But you simply rub that Aura Strip along the gum line. Within 10 seconds, it tells you if you have periodontal disease. So it tests for these thiols, these sulfur-producing compounds that are produced by these bacteria bacteria that causes periodontal disease. So I gave her this, told her how to use it, gave her the strip. She left the pet cow. Before I was done with the book signing, she comes back with the dog, and it goes from a zero to a five, and this dog at five months of age was already a level two. Wow. So that means, you know, and you look at the teeth, they look fine, but it's good for the detection and, and you know, quantification of periodontal disease. So now she's going to be able to start you know, doing that kind of robust preventive care that uh, that dog will probably keep its teeth. And this is the thing for cat owners. You know, you want to catch it early on. You want to do daily oral care. So if you use the oral strip to catch it uh, with the help of your veterinarian and then take these steps on preventive care, uh, your cat's going to live 15% longer. And if you keep them their ideal body weight, they're going to leave another 15% longer. So the furry fountain of youth is in keeping towards their ideal body weight and daily oral care. Yeah, I think keeping them at the ideal body weight, too, is something that's difficult for a lot of cat owners. Um, yeah, I think it's even difficult for a lot of cat owners to realize what the ideal body weight looks like in their cats. Good point. Yeah, it used to be, I had farm cats growing up, and, you know, they were sleek, and they weighed six pounds. <laughs> and they, you know, yeah. yeah, now people... Yeah, I see... I see owners coming in with their cats that are an ideal body weight and, you know, they're looking at me and, and saying, why isn't my cat gaining weight? He's, he's too thin. And, uh, you know, he's not, he's right where he should be. It? It's these, you know, these big, uh, you know, 39, 40 pound cats that you see on, on the internet. Those are, those are almost sad when you see those cats. Yeah, it, you know what? It, I was, I know Jim Davis, the, the Garfield cartoonists, and they say, you know, fat cats are funny in cartoons, but in real life they're like little tubby time bombs ticking away their health, and they get diabetes and joint disease and respiratory problems and circulatory problems and skin problems and increased risk of cancer. And Fat cats in real life are, tend not to be very happy. You know, they have behavioral issues. And but One other thing, too, in this, there was just a study that uh, came out of Gulf Coast cats, and they found out that cats that lived in areas where we have uh, mosquitoes and heartworm that 27% of the cats that were tested in shelters were, were, were positive for heartworm. They had been exposed to heartworm sometime in their life. They had the antibodies. And 10% had an occurrent adult heartworm infestation. And, and if you think about this, only 5% of cats get leukemia, 6% FIV. So here 10% have adult heartworms. And, and 50% of dog owners use preventive, but only 5% of cat owners use preventive. And this is where it gets interesting. Of the ones that were positive, 28% were indoor-only cats, so close to one out of three. And so mm, the, that is interesting. Yeah, the, the question is, uh, is how did they get it? If they're a true indoor-only cat, and it's the fact that those mosquitoes come in, and it's like a drone, you know, headed right in there. And, and while it, it often takes more than one mosquito bite, it can take one mosquito bite to infect them. And, you know, it's you know impossible to treat in them and causes uh, severe respiratory problems. So the, the point to be made here is you want to get on a preventive-like revolution. Yeah, because it really is so easy to prevent. I mean, yeah. you know, revolution once a month, it takes 10 seconds to apply it, and you're done for that month. Yeah. I was on the show yesterday on, on this TV show, and I, I showed them 
I, you know, I applied it in 10 seconds or less, and they go, oh, that's it? And I go, that's it. And that the visible whole body protection that lasts a month that takes care of mosquitoes, fleas, internal parasites, and ear mites. And I said, I jokingly said it kills everything but the cat. I mean, it was just one-stop <laughs> shop, you know, for parasite control. And it's reasonable, it's effective, and so you want to ask your veterinarian about that product. Yeah, yeah, we use a lot of, of Revolution. I, I it's a product I like a lot. That that's what I, that's Ooh. what I use on my own cats too. And uh, you know, cats are on the on the good side of cats. We now know that if you have a cat, you're forty percent less likely to have a any cardiovascular incident, heart attack, or stroke than non cat owners. A really well uh, reviewed study at the University of Minnesota Stroke Research Center. So, you know, these cats just don't make this feel good. They're good for us. And when I wrote the book, The Healing Power of Pets, 10 years ago, there wasn't as much research out there about cats uh, and their healing powers, but there's a, a lot more things that let us realize why we've these two species have drawn so close together. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Becker. You've been very uh, informational, and uh, hopefully we've helped some cat owners take care of their cats a little bit better today. I hope so. Maybe some, maybe some shedding solutions and some ways to get them to use a litter box and, and uh, use that revolution. I'll tell you that. We don't want them to get something that's easily prevented. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Oh, and one, one last thing, too, you know, I didn't mention. Uh, if you look at the cover of the book, I don't know if you've seen the book yet, Lori, but it's got these cats that look so content and happy, and people think I'm the, the cat whisperer. Those aren't even my cats. Those are those are three cats that belong to three different owners that had never met each other. So the owners had never met each other. The cats had never met each other. I'd never met the cats, and we're in a photo studio. And the reason they look so relaxed is because of feel away, the pheromone. Yeah. yeah, that's another product I like a lot too, especially in multi-cat households. Yeah, and, and you know what? I'm a, I'm a, uh, you know, for cats that don't use a litter box, there's intercat aggression, there's inappropriate uh, scratching. It just is like, it, you know, you plug that thing in. It's a synthetic version of that cheek pheromone where they rub each other, and it's like having, uh, um, it's like having a. Uh, what three glasses? Every cat gets three glasses of wine and a Valium. I mean, everybody just gets along. And when I practice as a vet, I literally wear it as cologne. I spray it on. We have a have a diffuser. Yeah, we you wear it too. We use it a lot in our office too. I don't wear it. We use it a lot in our office, and I use it in my home here too. It's with the six cats. Um, I can actually tell what we use the diffuser. You know, the, the yeah. plug in. And I can actually tell when it's time to replace it just by the way the cats start acting. Well, what, do, what do you notice them start doing when it's... When it's... Uh, I hear a lot more hissing and growling at each other yeah. and just a lot more inter-aggression, you know, be, between one another. Yeah. And I put a new diffuser in there and they're all mellowed out again. Yeah, yesterday on the TV show, these two shelter cats came in that didn't like each other. And I plugged one in real quick and let them have a whiff. I held it under them like you would, you know, smelling salts. And, and, and everybody's like, ah, yeah, everything's okay. You know, it was really, it was really nice. And, you know, if people have any questions on, on any of this stuff about pheromones or parasite control or or litter box solutions, or any of the other things, you know, getting a new cat in the household. Uh, my online home is vetstreet.com, and so it's a real good place for other information if they'd like to go there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, let's, uh, before we 
say goodbye. Let's talk about that, where people can reach you and where they can uh, can find your book also. Yeah, my again, my online home is deathstreet.com. My daughter, uh, Mikkel, is a, it's a featured trainer there too, so it's kind of a, there's a whole bunch of experts, but we're we're two of the featured experts. And then the book is uh, available at, at all bookstores, uh, Barnes & Noble online, uh, Amazon.com. And it's a really good book. It's my 20th book. I've been blessed enough to sell over 8 million books. And I, I truly thank you to my writing partner, Gina Spotafori. And I, I honestly think this is our the best book we've ever done. It's really good. So if you uh, you know want to have a healthier cat and and you know, save money without shortchanging your cat and, and understand more of the behavior and some of the handle some of these frustrations. I really think you'll get a lot of value out of this. And by the way, the first chapter of the book is available online at bestreet.com where you can read it for free. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Well, terrific. Thank you again very much for joining us. It's been, uh, been a pleasure speaking with you. Well, thanks, my friend. All the best. You too.